sentire media. Before we get started with today's podcast, I just wanted to thank you guys for spreading the love, telling a friend, and letting him know about our little podcast in agriturismo out here in the middle of nowhere, Italy. Thank you guys. Without you, there'd be no reason to talk into these microphones. All right, let's get going. You are listening to the Latavola Marche Radio Network. Good afternoon and buona domenica, Ashley. Ciao, Jason. Come on, die. Molto bene, grazie. Today, thank you so much for joining our podcast from Italy. Today is the 21st, a Sunday, and we are doing a very rare afternoon podcast because today the kitchen is closed and I am feeling lazy. Yeah, you are. You took a long nap. You're like, eh, I, I don't s- think I'm going to weed whack. Oh my God, the list of chores is long. Well, let's set it up. All right, regroup. Well, set is- All right. <laughs> you're listening to the po- you're listening to the podcast from Italy with uh, myself, Ashley, and my husband Jason, and we run a farm in and cooking school in lovely rural La Marche. And here on our inconsistent podcast, we chat about our life, food, happenings, and Nothing. Basically, all things, <laughs> all things going on in Italy. Uh-huh. Today, Sunday, um, Sunday is usually the get done everything that you didn't get done during the weekday. So I rode around on the lawnmower a little this morning. I have to clean the chicken coop. Uh, I needed to do some weed whacking. And uh, a three-hour nap was not in on the list of things to do today. No, but it felt good. Did feel good. Uh, we have a house. Fo- we are in- being invaded by the Northern Europeans this yes, week. Yes, Dutch, Belgium, Danish. Uh, we are practicing our Dutch, which is good, but no, it's not. It's good. not good. And we can swear and we can say like "sleep well" <laughs> enough to like make the children laugh and the parents feel co- like more comfortable. But we have a lot of little blonde kids. That's around. what I was going to say. Which means I wish we had tomatoes to pick because those little hands do a good job out there. Yep, we. I took them to everyone down to the garden. All the little kids down to the garden, and we picked some things. And they saw what a potato plant looks like, and they ate a cucumber off the vine, and all that stuff. They all kind of look at you like you. You pick something and offer it to them, and they look at you like I don't what? know. And so you have to eat it first to show them <laughs> that it's okay. The other day, one of the parents was cracking up because I was taking the chickens to bed and I do my, come on, come on. And I take my bucket down and, you know, 18 hens come zipping around and follow me back down to the coop. And they were, these parents were sitting watching, having a little aperitivo. And um, some of the children were helping me kind of wrangle up the, the hens. And I took all these hens down and I came back with a bunch more kids than I went down with. And they thought it was hysterical. They were like, you put the hens to bed, but you brought, you know, you're, you're this chicken wrangler, but you've uh, ra- rounded up some children along the side too. It's fun though. So speaking of the hens, the hens are doing well this year. They are. We except. Ha- except we had two who didn't produce. They, We've had they- two hen deaths. Yeah. Turducken. Had a heart attack or something. I don't even know. Trudeckin, we didn't expect her to live very long because she was so weird. Yeah. Um, I think they had the two de- the two chickens that died had problems with their egg production and they were not. Well, the Trudeckin kind of walked like a penguin, someone had mentioned online. And the other hen was while we had the, the chicken whisperer here that 
old guy from Slovakia and who would come down and the hens would come to him and like sit on his lap. It was so weird. No, it was awesome. <laughs> no, it but... was awesome. But it was like, just, oh my God, how are they doing this? And he would like talk to him and call to them and coo. And he was trying to explain that something was wrong with one of the hens. And I just thought he was, she was sleeping. I was like, oh yeah, it's fine. And he's like, no, she's going to die. And sure enough, I look at it. Up, she did. We had to put her out of her misery. Yeah. She was suffering the next she day. She had like, for a lack of, without looking it up, since we don't do our research for this show i call it uh egg yolkitis <laughs> the yolks were not going into the eggs so exactly she's poisoning herself basically it like gets stuck in the intestinal tract or something i don't know it's horrible so with 18 well we did have 20 hens it's hard to be monitoring their eggs or to know which one is which so i had seen some eggs that were not having hard shells or some kind of weird looking eggs but i just thought it was from new producers and that was i guess one of the telltale signs and once they get all kind of engolfiato like uh swollen, uh, swollen then then that's already too late so it out of 20 sad. we lost two but i guess that's par for the course mm-hmm. but everyone else is doing well um, yeah they're doing good they really are good coming home this year they really are we've let we're letting them out instead of letting them out uh, to roam free all day like we've done in the past where they nest then they start nesting and tearing everything up we let them out after lunch once they've laid once they've laid and they have plenty of room during the morning to walk around i mean that the little playpen is huge but um oh yeah and i think once it gets to be fall and it's not so hot we could let them out a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. but it's in the middle of the heat when it's so hot they look for dirt and to make these kind of dirt baths that they uh dust baths and they love potted plants oh my god you turn the corner and like three pots are knocked over and there's just like four hens inside of one pot and they're like <laughs> You're just like shit. Um, As Carolyn would say, Jesus. <laughs> we have to. We can't let the rooster out anymore because he's attacking children. Well, I don't know why he was a nice guy. No problems so far. I think the testosterone started getting to him, and too many people. I don't know. Yeah, he's just... got too many hens to look after. He chased a little girl, and we had to stop. Yeah. So we let all the hens out, but we put we leave him in, and he is not happy about no. that. Some people weren't liking it. No, he's not <laughs> liking it. Um, I don't know what to do because I really like having the rooster. I love hearing him crow. I, I do like it, but I can't have him attacking children. No, so. and right now you have to put him in the coop because it's I'm, just, he's the, you're the I'm dominant. the alpha chicken. Uh-huh. Yeah, he I'm knows. The, he knows. He does not mess. He doesn't even look twice at me. No, and he runs up when I go in. Like, he's not so aggressive with me, but he, you guys have it down, you and him. Oh, we have an understanding. Mm-hmm. I'll put I'll put my foot in it, on his head if, if he attacks me. He did it once, and we, and we had it out, and I punted him, and that's it. Done. Done. We're good. good yeah, we have an understanding. Um, but I don't know what to do. I don't want to kill him. Um, now would be the time because he could still be eaten because he's a young rooster. So it would probably be pretty pretty good. I know. We just don't have time. I mean, we could have done it today. We could have done a lot of things today. I didn't want to have you stick your hand in the middle of a chicken body. or I didn't want to start doing boiling water to pull out the feathers. No, and, like and I don't want to kill him. He's pretty. he's pretty. He's got. He's black. He's salt and pepper. And he does a good. He, he's. There he is. He oh, crows. I wish you guys could hear him. But um, I feel I he he's definitely upset. He throws a little temper tantrum every day when I let the, <laughs> the hens out and keep him in. Yeah, he doesn't like it. No, not at all. Not at all. There's some rape into the. <laughs> he's got, but as soon as the hens come back in, he gets real excited and has to like run around and uh, you know kind of dance for them all. Yeah. But 
but the weather has been beautiful. Um, the, Nothing like last year. No, oh, we were looking at the weather from last year where we it would be every day would be above 30 or above 90. And this year, it's always in the mid-20s, the nice little breeze, a little afternoon shower sometimes. So much, much milder summer this year. Everything's still green. Uh, so that's good. It, well, it makes it that you're not miserable in the middle of the day. It was just so hot. You felt so tired. That uh, we really can be running around from 7 to noon and then again from like 3 to 11. So it's not so bad. Uh, lots of stuff. The um, this festival season has definitely kicked off. We've sent all of our um, guests out tonight since we, the kitchen is closed to different festivals around the uh, area. Yep. One of my favorites is today. The Paleo de... de what is it? De Sumaro. De, de Sumaro? Well, that would be many... It's one mm. of the donkey. So it's a... Uh, it's a donkey race. It's a donkey race. Everyone's heard of the famous Paleo in Siena. Why do you say it like that? Because I saw that special and like said that. Oh. <laughs> that, that. Remember that like Discovery Channel special or something? That, it was like the National Geographic shows and they did that great thing on the Paleo. And... Which is a famous horse race that lasts like two and a half minutes. In Siena, where in they, Siena. They, they put dirt on, they fill the piazza with dirt. It's it's ancient. They've been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years, right? Yeah. And it's just one lap in the, it's just like, it means everything. One lap around the piazza and... Uh, each yeah. each neighborhood has an enter, entry. They hire the riders. Yeah. And... Aren't the tickets, like, to sit in the sweet spots oh, I have, insane? I have, yeah. And anyway, you can't move. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't move. Well, if you like the idea of a race around the city, check out Mercatello Sumataro, one of our neighboring villages, for the donkey race because it's hysterical. Three donkeys race with three riders and they... Was it only three? Yeah. Red, green, or red, blue, and yellow. Mm, it wasn't the tricolor? No. And they have a whole parade and festival. It's also the Sagra di Tagliatelle, the Feast of Tagliatelle, the cut pasta of the area. And it's really fun. If anyone watched Jamie Oliver's, um, what was it called? I don't know, where he goes through Italy on the Yeah, uh, the I can't bus, remember what it was in called. In the Volkswagen bus. When he turned 30 and he did this special, YouTube it. And um, he goes to Mercatello su Mataro and makes Tagliatelle. It's great. So that's the village that we live right by. What else? There's also in Gradara, which is um, north of here, about an hour and a half near Riccione area, um, still in the Marche. Gradara is one of the most uh, beautifully intact castles and castle walls um, of the area. And they do a thing like every Thursday of like the restorming of the village. And we're never able to go to that because we have our pizza night. But tonight, they, um, all weekend, they were doing a thing. As if it was 1445, and they've they've re I'm sorry, and they redirect uh, re redecorated the whole city, and um, everyone's in costume. So I think some guests are going up there for that. And then there's tons of festivals along the sea from Pesaro and Senegalia, the Festa di Mare. There's a ton of stuff going on. So it's definitely the time to come to La Marche. And um, even though we knocked uh, Marche and Festa last week, it's. It was it was correct this week. I hope correct. I think. How many restaurants did you send guests to last week that were closed? Enough that a Frenchman said, "Perhaps tomorrow you can recommend a place to me that is closed." <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I tried to 
sent him to a festival at two different restaurants and they were all closed for like their own holiday or I forgot it was Monday. I felt horrible. It was like, oh man, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Perhaps you can suggest so even another place for us, that is closed. <laughs> even for us, it's hard. You never you never know. You never know. Well, I still never know the day of the week, so that's part of the problem, but and speaking of website stuff, I just wanted to apologize for anyone who's been following our blog that it's been not updated as recently as usual. We've been so busy and I've been working on the book in spare time and just kind of posting a random photo on Facebook here and there that I haven't had the time to really sit down and do the blog posts like normal. So hopefully in the next month or so, I'll be able to catch back up and get back on track. That doesn't sound, that doesn't sound like a vote of confidence. No, hopefully. I think so. I yeah. think so. All right. Um, let's segue that into press. Speaking of the blog. Oh man. So yesterday we get a call from one of our friends saying, Oh, we saw your article in Correa de la Sera, like the, one of the big afternoon national newspapers. They have a, like a travel section every Friday. Sete. I don't know. It's probably page like the, seven. It's like the pullout. Yeah. The, the, the insert. The, it's like, yeah, the, yeah, it's the insert at the end of the week. And we had a beautiful, we had no idea. No one contacted us to ask us any questions. No, no, no official interview. Nothing. It was just like, oh, there was a beautiful two page full color, um, like feature of, about us with yeah. all the, the whole article. Yeah. Uh, like as if it was in an interview style and I was thinking pretty much it's right, but it was bizarre. Cause I thought who interviewed us who is this writer i mean the guy who took the pictures alessandro moji who is the famous photographer who came to do pictures of, of us for, for financial, financial times, times yeah. and he was asking us a bunch of questions but he never said it was going to be an interview for the paper i he's i have, not a he's, he's not, not a, writer. a writer he's a photographer he's a photographer so i don't know who wrote this or where they got the their information however it's a double-edged sword it's a double-edged sword really your, thoughts, weird. your thoughts jason okay well if without sounding trite if we were in america this would be awesome yeah because it'd be like any, usa today sweet any press is good press however here in italy it makes me nervous because everyone that you talk to complains about there's no one there's no, no one has guests there's no one who has whether it's an agriturismo or a hotel on the sea everyone's struggling 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 and this article that they wrote Basically says how full we are and... Oh, uh, no. It says something... I can't remember the exact quote. Something about... How do we deal with the Italian bureaucracy? How do we battle the bitter taste in our mouth and the of the Italian bureaucracy? We combat it by being fully booked. <laughs> you're like, oh my God. So the reason this scares me is that I really would like to stay under the radar yeah. in Italy. I would like for... No flags. No flags to fly up. The problem with getting something like this is that who knows who reads it maybe someone who has an agriturismo around here or someone who has oh the american mm, fully booked huh i wonder if they're following every single law and every single rule that needs to be followed perhaps my cousin giuseppe should go down there he works for the uh, health department maybe he should and i'm making that up yeah. i have no idea maybe he should go out down there and make sure the americans are following all the rules that we have and it's it raises flags it it's it's very nice. It's wonderful. I really like it. I like that we're that that um, you know. It's, yeah, it's it's it is this double edged sword. Like he's trying to say, because it is overwhelming to see that Italians would respond to us being here. I mean, the name of the article is from the U.S. with love, but 
it's but the kitchen is italian like this great idea of these and that it's the story the contrary story of italians moving away to find fortune and success we are strangers who moved here to find a better life and it's a great human it's, interest it's story. a great human interest story but it's kind of scary at the same time to see because you just yeah you, you don't, don't want you too just many people don't knowing. know <laughs> jealous you don't know if there's jealousy or or um uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Just, it, it all, every, every, being in Italy now six years has made me understand how things work. And in America, if no matter how your business is doing, you could be two days away from the, from the creditors banging down the door and taking everything you own. If someone asks, Hey, how's it? Great. It's doing great. It's awesome. Good. Awesome. Is good. Picking up. Good. We're doing, doing well. Doing well. Here in Italy. Vacation in Hawaii. Yeah. Here in <laughs> Italy, it's the exact opposite. You can have a million euro under your bed and you never, ever would say that things are going well. You wouldn't. You don't. You're not pessimistic, but you just don't show your cards. How are things? Oh, better. You know, it's a struggle every year. That's We're it. getting by. Uh, every year, it's harder and harder. It's, it's just this. This. You play. You downplay it. You don't. I think you nailed it on the head. That you hit it on the head. You don't show your cards. You don't show your cards, uh-huh. and um, I, you know, I would never. When people ask me in town how things are going, I always say the same thing. Which that is so hard for me. I want to perk up and be so proud and be so happy, and always optimistic. That we're, it is and me. it's not like we're killing. Like we're making a we're making a living. We're yeah, comfortable. Yeah. No, 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 no. But I'm proud of what we do. But and, and happy of the guests we have. But it is this weird thing to go. Oh, it's okay. You know, it's piano, piano. Yeah. It's it's much more difficult this year than last. And and you just kind of because you don't know. What if you're talking to someone who who has you know they have an agri-freeze moment. It's empty. Most people do. Yeah. <laughs> Or someone in their family does. So I don't know how to feel about this article. In one way, it's like, whoa, check it out. We got this huge, we got a beautiful two-page article with a beautiful, huge picture in a big national national newspaper. I should be happy, but all I can think about is, oh my god, oh my god, I want to, this is going to cause this is going to raise flag. This is going to raise flags. And I was so excited because we got an email from my favorite. I am. I'm talking into the mic. I, I have to constantly yell at Ashley because what she doesn't understand. I'm sorry to, to <laughs> segue from this. When these microphones, when you talk into directly into them, it's fine. But Ashley talks animated, so she will be talking, and then the microphone will get away from her mouth, and then she moves <laughs> her hands. And if you can hear how while I'm talking, I move my hands, the levels of the sound go up and down and up and down. It's really hard when I go to put it all together to make the levels of her voice the same so i have to constantly <laughs> yell at her every time she starts talking put the stupid thing really in front trying, of your face i'm holding both hands on the microphone and my arms are at my size this is the closest i can really be i'm surprised i can even be talking still about this <laughs> with this little movement by the way the levels my level is a full <laughs> 10 10 numbers below the level i have it for ashley so How ashley's is a whole third less sensitive the microphone than mine because the how she talks. Anyway, keep going. I was going <laughs> to... Oh, my... I think my contact's going to pop out. Um, we had an email from Andrea Busatti, I think is his name, the um, milkman who we love so oh, much. Oh, who made the latte, makes Latte Crudo, the la- raw unpasteurized on Yes, and milk. he's the one who emailed me about the, being in the article and said that it was beautiful and that we were, um, you know, like great ambassadors for the area and that we should start having cows so we can make cheese and i just thought it was really sweet i thought i wrote him back either pigs for sausages or, or 
I don't think we'll end up with cows. That's way too big of a beast. That's a lot of that's a lot of work. A lot of work. But that's our that's our little um uh, that this just happened uh, not a few hours ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're kind still kind of buzzing. Um, and Ashley posted it up on Facebook. It's all on uh, in Italian, but you can throw it through a translator and check it out. It's it's nice. It's great. Yeah, I can't, I wish I had a link. Uh, I just have um, a photo of the page from a friend who had sent it to me. But and of course we don't have a hard copy. No, because we had no idea. Yes. <laughs> oh, what else? What else? Oh, by the way, BTW. If you are li- well, you probably wouldn't be listening to this today because we probably won't post it till tomorrow. But Sunday is National Gelato Day. So oh, is that true? get your gelato on. <laughs> A little shout out to Maki. Um, we're stuck in the house today because we have uh, guests returning. We should be getting out of here. I, I want to go somewhere this afternoon to just get out of the house for five minutes. But Part of why we close the kitchen on Sundays is for Jason to have a night without being in the kitchen so we can have a whole day of doing other work and stuff. But also so we can get out of the house one night a week. I rarely leave. Um, it's also hard to do menu planning for guests when i have to know if they're going to have dinner friday for sunday big time and it's because everything's Can you explain closed. That? well all i do everything every day from scratch so um every so i must do the shopping for saturday and sunday on saturday because sunday everything's closed so if i don't know by on friday night because i leave first thing in the morning on saturday to go to the shops if i don't know if you're going to have dinner here on Sunday, Friday night, I can't plan for it. And it's just a giant disaster. And it's hard to, sorry to pipe in. It's hard to ask guests who are on vacation and they don't know what they're doing. Um, in two days, would you like dinner? We need to know right now. We need to know right <laughs> this minute. And then it turns into a absolute cluster F because one, if one signs up for Sunday, then Sunday night rolls around and all the other families or guests will be like, Oh, we'd like dinner too. Yeah. And I can't run, there's nowhere to go. It's like, I can't, I have, I have no access to anything. I mean, there's, there's some lettuce and veggies in the garden, but if you want a full on dinner, I can't, I can't plan for it. And I don't want to just buy a whole bunch of stuff and stick it in the freezer. Cause we don't have, we don't have space like that. And you're on, you come all the way out here. You don't want to eat meat pulled out of the freezer. No. You don't want to eat sauce that I had to make last week and freeze and then pull it out. That's ridiculous. So one day a week, it's better. It keeps me a little bit more sane to not have to be in the kitchen seven less, days. Less chance of a temper tantrum. Yes, I definitely <laughs> won't throw a temper tantrum and threaten to cut my arm off. <laughs> well, last year was just so hot. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> 90 days above 90. Yeah. This is so much better. But yeah, so Sunday, we're waiting around for a guest to arrive. They said they should be here around five. That could be five on the dot. It could be new. Well, it's past noon. Some We had that happen. A guest told us they'd be here at five. We had guests exiting. We thought, oh, great. We've got time to clean their room. They show up super early. And I was like, oh, my God. It all works out. But they could also be here at eight o'clock at night, which means we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Oh, I'm I'm. Counting on us not going anywhere anytime. I know. I wanted to go to that dinner in Piobico tonight. Ashley wanted to go to a dinner in Piobico from a um, some famous chef uh, from Ulysses. From uh, yeah, there's this place called Ulysses um, on the Senegalia mm-hmm. in Senegalia. Who has is the only Michelin starred chef of La Marque, and he's doing a dinner up at this place, Slokanda. No, at Il Cantuccio. Oh, They're sorry. just setting up a, at a little wine bar little in an Anoteca. This guy, Mirko, is great. And he's trying to really do Sunday events in the area, which is – I love it. Because last Sunday he did a wine tasting at the castle and I was able to go. So I thought, sweet, keep doing them Sundays and I can come. But So here's my reasoning. Would you like to hear a 33-year-old sound like an 80-year-old? 
parking. No parking. <laughs> Get out of here. The dinner doesn't start till almost nine, and then where am I gonna park? Where, the if, dinner starts. The at dinner nine. starts at nine, and then you don't get out of there till almost midnight, and then we, and then I'm gonna be tired. I don't know. I just don't feel like the one day a week where I don't have to touch food. I don't feel like going and sitting and having this huge meal drawn out. It's I have to. That would mean I have to shave and get put yeah, on clothes. Yeah, you'd nice have to clothes. socialize too, and I would have to socialize. I play jolly. I'm on six days a week. Jolly Bartner. This is true. So the, I just don't feel like talk. I don't even really want to talk to you right now. Oh snap! <laughs> <laughs> what else? Well, what do you want to talk about? I would like to talk about. Uh, let's talk about what is going on in the garden. The garden is doing really well this year. Everyone's yeah. garden is doing really well this year. Um, the tomatoes were almost there. We're all, oh, tomatoes are getting ready. Onions we've been eating. Lettuces, cucumbers, zucchinis, uh, beans. You pulled up potatoes today. Today we pulled up our first potatoes. So everything's producing really nicely. Um, the garden looks really well maintained this year, actually. And I'm, I'm very happy. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. What about what's a great summer recipe to share for the podcast right now? Since I haven't been updating the blog, I thought maybe you could share something on here. Uh, let's see. What have I been doing that I've really liked? Oh, what about the grilled um, eggplant with the peppers and uh, love it? Okay, love it. So we do this dish that's kind of two parts. One part is grilled eggplant that you just cut. You cut the big eggplant into uh, rounds, salt it, wash it, pat it dry, and then grill it. Over the over the barbecue. S- sorry to interrupt. When you salt it, how long do you leave the salt on? Because I've noticed you um, have it on the little an hour, rack. An hour two or so. You'll see it start sweating. Okay. You'll see the water start coming out of it. Then you just rinse it and pat it dry. Okay. No oil, no nothing, no no – just on the grill, low heat until it's soft. Put that to the side. Um, while your, while your eggplant is sweating under, uh, with the salt on top of it, you're going to take some peppers. I usually do a red pepper and a yellow pepper. You're going to take out the, you know, take out the middle and then slice it nice and thin. So you have long pieces of, of pepper, throw that into a bowl with that, put a spoonful or two of, uh, capers. If you don't like capers, put a, some chopped up olives, whatever, a pinch, uh, a nice big fat pinch of salt. Um, a couple of tablespoons of vinegar and the leaves and some parsley leaves. Toss that together and let it sit. What that's going to do is the acid and the salt is going to break down the peppers and almost cook them. It's going to make them soft and kind of um, uh, flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, grill your eggplant. Then you're going to take whatever kind of soft cheese you like. I either use uh, mozzarella, di, mozzarella di bufala, fiore di latte, burrata. It doesn't matter. Cut, something soft. Something soft and creamy. Cut slices of the cheese. Lay to, uh, overlap the cheese and the um, and the eggplant around a plate. Then you're going to take your mixture, your peppers and and acid mixture. You're going to add uh, twice the amount of olive oil as you did of the red wine vinegar. Give it a taste. Make sure it's not too oily or vinegary. Um, hit it with a crack of pepper. And then put the vegetables in the middle of the plate with the black and the white around the edges. And then take that dressing and drizzle it over everything. Serve that. It is awesome. It's It's so good. I didn't realize you don't do anything to the eggplant before. 
Salt it and grill it. You don't need salt. You don't need salt in this dish at all because you have salt in the peppers and the eggplant salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little crack of pepper. Yeah, because it's like perfectly salty. And it's even better the next day. We yeah. eat it <laughs> two days in a row now on just toasty bread, the leftovers. And it looks gorgeous. I keep thinking this is one of those pictures people love is like the stacked sandwich of the it's, toasted bread, yeah. the cheese, the the you know the mozzarella, the eggplant, the peppers. It looks gorgeous, all the colors. Make it ahead of time. You can make the uh, the... You can make the peppers and um, the peppers and uh, a, a mixture the day before and just let it sit in the fridge. I mean, it's just cooking with the acid, and it's a really simple, beautiful, uh, beautiful summery dish. Everything from the garden. I love it. Th- thanks, Jason. Oh, you're welcome, <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> I like that though. I like when you share the recipe or those tidbits about why. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, coming up this week, what do you got going? Gosh, I don't even know. I feel at a blank. I was, we've got, we're doing like those kind of fun dinners for families since we've got all the families here. Yeah, um, we've done a, we've kind of um, uh, made a little week for the families this week. So tomorrow I'm, because it's hard for these people with all these kids to eat these big, long, drawn out dinners every night. Yeah, there's kids who are like six and 10 and they you don't know. want to sit through six, seven courses, and 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 they don't have the attention span. So, what we're going to do this week is we got we've done a little mini, um, like kind of personalized. It's not really personalized, but we just put a little package together, a little week package. So tomorrow we're going to do. I made I made homemade sausages, so we're going to do tomorrow. We're going to do pesto pasta, which I know is just I hate you that. hate it's so. 90s or I don't know why you hate it so much. <laughs> I'll do pasta genovese. Pasta genovese is wonderful. It's penne pasta, boiled potatoes that you then take the skins off, cut it into chunks, olives that you cut in half, and pesto. And sometimes if you're, I'm feeling really uh, crazy, I'll throw some blanched green beans in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Toss it is, it, it's delicious. It is Toss so it together good. with pesto, thin, thin the pesto out with a little olive oil, and it's you serve the. It's not even a hot pasta. It's like warm. It's warm. And the potato and pasta together. You would never think double starch would go. God, die. I love double starch. I love potato on my pizza. I love potato on my pasta. My hips are feeling it. <laughs> um, and that's a good one. And we'll serve that with some grilled homemade sausages and a little watermelon. Done. Speaking of pesto, you were saying, I think, that our arugula didn't take. Because I was hoping you could make some of that arugula walnut pesto. Uh, I'll put some more down. It'll be once fall comes around. I'll Did it, it bolt or it just never took? It just did. We had it. When I put it down, we were still having – it was still in May when that weird – you know, the weird cool mm-hmm. weather. And it just mm-hmm. never really took. Um, uh, but let's see. And then – Tuesday. Tuesday, we have a pasta class. Yeah, and then Wednesdays, we're open. Thursday will be... Um, pizza night. Pizza night. And then Friday, we plan something else. Oh, Friday market trip. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Oh, speaking of Friday market trip, we've had... As, your net, as you cast a bigger and bigger net. Do you want to talk about this? Sure. As you cast a bigger and bigger net, as you get more and more people who aren't as invested in your story who just come across you on the website or or trip advisor or trip advisor or whatever you're getting people who aren't as emotionally invested in us we're just one of the many locations they're looking at more of just instead of saying oh we're going to visit these these ashley and jason these americans blah blah, blah. it's just we're going to stay at some farm in the middle of nowhere yeah you get more cancellations and Holy we have gotten a ton of cancellations this year Last minute cancellations. Wonderful. Which really, for a small business like us with only five apartments, where we don't get 
walk-ins. We don't get people off the street who just drive by and need a place to stay. Most of our guests book months and months and months and months in advance. So to get someone cancel a week away is is devastating to us. Totally. And we have no recourse because as a small business, uh, not to get into too many kind of business details, uh, we can't really take a credit card number without the credit card to it's, charge it. We can't do a manual yes. credit card charge. So there is not a whole lot of... Like Jason, like we're saying, recourse except for good integrity that someone would send us the cancellation, you know, fee. We have no way to get it from them if they decide not to show up. I shouldn't even be saying that. <laughs> but we had a single woman a couple of weeks ago who canceled on a whole week with cooking classes and all that at the very last minute. We had we were doing our market trip on uh, Friday last week, and at three top, the last the the night before cancels on us. Um, we have to we make reservations with the restaurants or whatever and if we cancel last minute i'm obligated to pay something because just like us they're counting and they're making this food for the reservations that they have now if i was a just a tourist coming through i wouldn't think twice but i live with these people these are our friends these are the people that we work with on a daily basis and if i can't our guests can screw us over i can't screw them over so this is now – not only do we lose the revenue, now it's costing us money. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And I don't know. We're going to have to figure something out for next season. We but really are. Something uh... – The cancellations have gotten out. I mean we would always get a couple a year. Maybe and two for the two whole – Two or three for yeah. the whole year. And that – it happens. You know, people get sick. People can't come, blah, 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 blah. That's understandable. But it just seems like this year has been – every time we – not every time. But, you know, you open your email There's and been a handful. Like, it's been um... – it's been noticeable. Yeah. And, it, it, and and unfortunate. Yeah. And it's there's nothing we can do about it. And it's, it's something that we have to fix for next year. Mm-hmm. So it's if you're going to make a race reservation with a small inn or a small place, please honor your reservation. Don't screw them. Don't screw them. Because these people don't have – we don't have 300 rooms. We are not the, the Hilton or this big hotel that doesn't really care. You know, whatever. We'll fill it. It hurts a lot, mm-hmm. and it, it's uh, it makes it so we only have really twelve or fourteen weeks a year that we really have a busy season, and to lose one fifth of a, of a you know one fifth of your business for that week is huge. Yeah. All right, Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer. So don't cancel, guys. Yeah, please don't cancel. What's <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, something on the on a more oh. I know a fun thing to say. We had some guests who I guess I'm kind of mix master DJ of the house. And I put some really good, awesome dinner mixes and cooking class mixes together. I'm kind of proud of it. What can I say? It's it's very eclectic, but it's awesome. And some guests were telling me about a website called Spotify. And I'm going to go on there and check it out and try to <coughs> excuse me, put our playlists on there and be able to kind of like uh, promote a song a week or put out, you know, when I send guests the link to the recipes from their cooking class to send them a link to the music from their cooking class too, which that would be super cool. I know. That's what I'm thinking I'm going to do. I think that'd be really cool because then they'd get to when they're cooking at home they can listen to the same music too and put on their dinner party or feel like oh yeah son italiano vero or you know whatever it is it's kind of nice so i'm really excited i'm gonna check that out and 
get into that a bit. All right. Uh, coming up next week, we have to figure out a day to go get olive oil. I am oh. totally out of olive oil. We need to head down to Yesi or where is it? No, it's Ostra. Uh, o- uh, Osimo. Osimo. Uh, south of Ancona to our uh, Frontoyo, where we like to go, the olive oil maker, where we like to go and re-up for our olive oil. And uh, this is very – this is getting to be emergency levels. How much do you want to get? I would like to get uh, 30 liters. I'd like to get 60 liters. We have three Oh, containers. we have three. That's right. So I would maybe like uh, 60 liters total of three different types. So t- maybe 20, 20, 20. Cool. Um, right now, I'm just getting olive oil from – usually I have three types, like a very green olive oil that's spicy, a very – Campo di lavoro. Well, that was just last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I usually get a spicy green olive oil, a – uh, f- flowery, buttery, buttery, very aromatic olive oil, and then one kind of in the middle of the two. Yeah, sometimes it's a blend. Yeah, the one in the middle. Yeah, one in the middle of the two. And then, of course, I have olive oil that I cook with. But I'm talking about our finishing oils. So yeah, the good stuff. The good stuff. So I have been out of the good finishing oils, which stinks because I love doing olive oil tastings. I love um, ha- showing people. And it's really interesting when you line up the oils, how different they taste next to each other. But we are. To- I had to go to the grocery store and buy I olive oil know, yesterday. I know. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. So we've got to get – and it's hard because we don't have a whole um, – you know, you know, we might have Sunday off, but, but closed. everything's closed. <laughs> or we might have a night off uh, where no one really wants dinner, but someone's arriving, so it's not – you can't take off. And Osimo is probably going on an hour and a half almost yeah. south. So it's really a day. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you have to – after breakfast – uh, maybe if breakfast ends at 10, we, we can't go because we won't go. They're going to close it. They're going to close at noon or 1230 or something. So we'll have to call and make an appointment with them and say, that's that, what we have to do for sure. Just say, look, we're going to be there closer to one. If you can just please wait and we're going to just come in, buy the oil and get out of there. Yeah. I forgot we need that. Yeah. It's time to go re up mid yep. season. We have to also go back to the big, uh, Bulk store, we need more, all these fun things. TP, we need uh, salt, uh, we need uh, just a bunch of like all that stuff. Pavacini for tiramisu, that kind of stuff. Uh, But um, okay, so we're going to throw it out to our listeners. You guys who are listening, please email us questions, email us things you want to talk about because we are at this point, if you guys want to hear more podcasts, we need your questions, we need suggestions. This is, we're in the middle of the season. So we're fried. We're fried and we do the (laughs) same thing every day. I wake up, I water. Well, let's talk about what we do. You want to talk about that? Do you want to do it? How how long are we into it? We're at 40 minutes. Oh, counting. Total? Yeah. Okay. So let's just talk about it. Here's how our day goes. I wake up at 6.30 every morning. Ashley does too. Uh, we head straight into the kitchen first and get breakfast going. Jason, well, I turn on the oven. Jason starts coffee and I go let out and the chickens. And Ashley lets out the chickens. After that, uh, if it depends on how many people we have. If it's a lot, I'll just cut the fruit for Ashley because I'm much quicker at it. If it's four or five people, she can handle the fruit. But I do know how to cut a melon. You do know how to cut a melon now. <laughs> uh, um... After that, um, it depends. I'll either run down to the garden and start my watering, um, and Ashley usually helps me out by pulling out the pool sweep and putting the stairs in. Garden gets watered. I'm usually back up by 8, 8.15-ish, depending. And I'm watering the flowers. Ashley's watering the flowers. I make my list for grocery shopping, and I'm out of here, either over the hill to Urbana or into Piobico. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'll usually get back by 9.30, 10-ish, depending on how much I have to do. Yeah, and how, how much you're hauling ass. And, and I'm running around. Yeah. Uh, Ashley's cleaned up breakfast, served breakfast. She's sat down with people with maps and figured out where everyone's going for the day. And then she... Um, At, from 10, around 10, I'm starting to clean up breakfast. Yeah. She's cleaning up breakfast. Um, I'm home at 10, usually 10.30, and then it's what do we have to do now? Is it cleaning a room? Is it mowing the lawn? Is it uh, – do, do you have a cooking class that morning? Whatever. Um, cooking class usually ends at one one thirty, or you know, our jobs usually end at one one thirty. We eat a little lunch. We take a little nap, and then we're back in it at 3, 3.30. Yep. Um, either a cooking class in the afternoon or – Starting at 4. Starting at 4, or dinner starts getting going, or – you know, jobs. There's always something to do. If I have uh, an evening free where it's just dinner, then I will um, probably get back into the garden and do some weeding or some pruning. Or Which some... it looks so good. It looks good this year. Um, Ashley will work on her book or work on paperwork or work on responding photos to emails, photos. Emails. Before you know it, it's 6 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's time to start setting the table. It's time to start getting in gear for dinner. Start pouring a pair of TiVos and having the music playing and lighting the candles outside. Dinner starts at 8. It ends at usually 10, 30, 11. Um, putting the, then you take the stairs out of the pool. You put the pool sweep back in. You lock everything up. Start and the dishwasher. Start the dishwasher. And you start it. To, you start and you it close the over. chickens. I oh, 7-ish? Right before, right as dinner's about to start. 7.45-ish. <laughs> we put the chickens away. Uh-huh. Um, because the, they'll go back into their inner, they'll go back into their playpen, and then all I have to do is throw some bread scraps into their inner coop where their house is, and they'll all run in there. And then um, we're usually asleep by twelve, twelve thirty, mm-hmm. and we start it all over again the next day. So there's not; it's a lot of repetition. It's a lot of the same thing every day. So there's not a lot of new stuff to talk about. Um, if you guys would like us to do more podcasts, please send us your questions. I'd will I'd love to interview people. I'd love to get out there. There's so many people we want to talk to, but. We just don't have the time to I know. Go out, get out there and shove a microphone in their face. So if you guys have questions or want to know something or a recipe or, or whatever, you want us to talk about something, please email us. And we'll, if we can put together something to talk about, we'll, we can carve out 30 minutes to do a podcast. Well, yeah. And if you guys like hearing Jason say like a recipe of the week or whatever of the podcast that we're doing – that's great. That can be a regular thing too. I'm curious if people like hearing the breakdown of it or if maybe sometime we want to do a podcast where you kind of walk through some of the uh, theories of the kitchen that you I'm talk about. I'm sick of talking about ourselves. I want to talk about some. I want to talk ourselves. about someone. I was talking about the cooking, like the theories of the uh, cooking. Uh, okay. Well, maybe we Not right now, but. No. Um, so that's it. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, because Maki, um, Antonio, and Paula got a um, ice cream machine for the, on the road. Oh, that's right. They so, got a little portable ice cream maker. So now we can start planning to do um, cookie, uh, gelato classes, either in exactly. Fano at their place or have them throw it in their car and bring it out here. Yeah. So, so it's, it's something that we can now um, kind of start to collaborate with them about. Mm-hmm, which which would be a really fun podcast to interview them again about that. But. That's later down the road. All right, Ash, bring it home. Where can people find us? All right, it's the it's time to wrap it up. You can find us online at latavalamarque.com on our blog spot, latavalamarque.blogspot.com. Um, on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, YouTube, Vimeo, all at latavalamarque. L-A-T-A-V-O-L. 
A-M-A-R-C-H-E. And before I forget real quick, too, uh, the documentary that we were a part of for the students, um, the filmmaking students from America, the journalism students, sorry, is up online on Vimeo. And I posted it on um, our Facebook page. So I'll have to post it again somewhere else. But um, a nice little student-made um, kind of documentary on the food, wine, coffee, and um, oh, about Urbino, yeah, about uh, surrounding Urbino, and we're in that at the end, which is really nice. All right, very good. So, thank you so much for downloading the podcast. Uh, we will come do another one whenever we have a chance. <laughs> and I'm um, from beautiful, wonderful, sunny, gorgeous Italy. Thank you so much for do- downloading, and we will uh, speak to you again soon. Arrivederci. Ciao, ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.